0: Welcome to the Black and Green podcast. It's your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., the founder of Black and Green. We'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love. This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. Hi, welcome back to the Black and Green Podcast. We're so happy to have you with us here today. Today, we're going to be talking with Kelly from Cake. How are you doing, Kelly?
1: I'm doing good, Kristen. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm so happy to have you joining us.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, thank you. The first question I always ask people is tell me, what is the behind the scenes of your brand? Why did you create Cake? Where did it come from? Or what was your
1: thought process? So the, I guess the, the long journey of the why really came out of need. Um, it was about 2008 and we were pregnant with our second child and it's out of nowhere I was uh, experiencing migraines almost weekly never had them before this is something really new couldn't figure out where they were coming from and they were persistent and large enough for me to feel the need to go to the doctor and really get it checked out and really no one could figure out why And around this same time, Good Hair, the movie or the documentary by Chris Rock came out, and there was this scene where there was, a, a, I believe, a Coke can that was sitting in a little container of relaxer, and watching that can just melt away made me kind of connect this dot that maybe these migraines are coming from... My hair, which was relaxed at the time. Mm. And not at all saying that there's a direct connection. I don't know. I just know that for me, that prompted, that was almost my reason for the big chop and have been natural since then. And from that point to now, I've maybe experienced two migraines since 2008. Mm. And kind of realizing that maybe that's effective maybe it it was also around that time that I was researching uh, green beauty and you know kind of transitioning to a more holistic lifestyle that I got more curious but also disappointed with a lot of what I was seeing on the shelves. I'm someone who you know I, I love a good self-care routine I love, Products. I love skincare, and I love the scents and the experiences, and unfortunately, a lot of what I saw on the shelves was bland. It was Mm. green, very true, but it wasn't something that you'd be excited to use. Mm -hmm. Something that's really speaking to the beauty of what is self-care and more um, kind of just being more mindful of the products and the ingredients that you're putting on your skin. I just... I, I didn't see that, and especially not for women of color, and mm-hmm. kind of wanted to create something that would not only be beneficial for our skin, but something that would kind of prompt us to celebrate our skin, because so much of the messaging is kind of uh, comparing us in not only color, but condition of our skin, and and maybe kind of shedding a negative light on it and I want us to see us as beautiful and and to love ourselves and Mm -hmm. we we usually celebrate something that we love so Mm -hmm. that kind of ties into the the I guess the mission of cake is Mm -hmm. to really create a product that causes a desire to really want to celebrate yourself through the products.
0: Mm, That's amazing. Where did the name cake come from and why do
1: you spell it with a K? So um, it's uh, the spelling is specifically um, a reference to my family. My husband and I have four children and all of our names start with a K. Oh, wow. I knew that I wanted something that at least paid homage to the whole reason why I'm doing this. Um, But the name cake. It's just usually when you think of a celebration that's synonymous with a cake and um, it just thinking of cake just makes you think fun, lightheartedness, joy and so that's where it came from but of course the, the traditional spelling of cake was taken so I chose to spell it this way to not only um, really capture what what that feeling is that that excitement that you kind of think of when you think of a cake.
0: Exactly. But
1: the spelling is because of my family.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: And I think I um, one of my customers actually pointed out to me, and I didn't know this at the time, but I believe cake in that spelling is maybe a Hawaiian or Samoan term, which kind of roughly means family.
0: Oh wow, is that's amazing! Kind of crazy. Yeah, that's really, it's like, it's funny how everything works together, even when you weren't trying to plan for it. Yes. So how's it been being a mompreneur? So running your company and being a mom of four, like, how's that balance been? As a new mom, I just had my son, he's a year old, and it's changing a lot of things.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Congratulations, by the way. Like, does, did that change everything for you? Kind of just the way you look at things and... Yes. Maybe not, not like in a, a drastic way, but definitely you see a different perspective now being a mom. Exactly. And I think that that has always been the focus, the the main motivation for me is um, that they come first. Mm-hmm. That the, the mompreneur is so fitting because it's the mom that's first. And it's definitely been trying. It's definitely been a lot of balancing, but... Um, it has been eye-opening and fulfilling and it's it's the best job for, and, and to now be at a place where, you know, my, my oldest daughter, we actually just had to ship out some orders not too long ago and, and she's, you know, helping in not only thinking about the type of products that we want to make, but kind of operationally, Helping because we're still so small, um, but to to be able to include them in the journey, Mm. to be able to keep the I guess the purpose in mind, keeping the family in the forefront, helps me in making a lot of decisions um, that that really impact, not necessarily cake, but that that help bring to life the kind of life that I imagine that I, I want to have, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's almost easier to make decisions, keeping them at the forefront.
0: Exactly. Do you still work a day job? Yes. <laughs> well, now I'm going to ask you how do you balance all yes. of it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: how crazy. Um I do. I still have my nine to five, which just recently um, I'm transitioning to part time because uh, cake is is really growing quite rapidly at this point. And because of um, another endeavor endeavor that um, I'll be kind of launching towards the end of the year, um, really actually focusing on that work life balance from the Mm. perspective of a mompreneur and tools, and resources that really help make it make sense, but also help create the kind of life that that you know is possible. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thought, you know, where, where people kind of question, like, can I have it all? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But first, we have to determine what does it all look like?
0: Exactly. What does it all for you?
1: To some people, it's a completely different perspective of what the ideal life is, but... Mm. Definitely, being a mompreneur, um, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is wanting to be able to help other women who want to embark on that mm. that journey of balancing the importance of family, but also the desire to grow something and and create a business that serves a purpose and how mm. to really grow business and baby.
0: Exactly it sounds like cake was born out of your goal to reach your own needs and not necessarily because you had a big dream of running a business. So how have you now adopted and grown into running a business and why does that still motivate you?
1: You're absolutely right. It, it really was um, launched for a, a just a, a an immediate physical need. And I had, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was content going to someone's job and them giving me a paycheck and I go and do my real life after I leave. But this, this opportunity to be able to not only have this product that is fulfilling a need and the the joy and the, the fulfillment that you get when someone tells you that their eczema is cleared up because of something or they now enjoy their skincare routine because of a product that I didn't even know that I could create. I didn't even know I had mm-hmm. this in me. Mm-hmm. But to now I guess take the joy of of building this 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 business that is mm-hmm. beautiful but also this family—that's the most important thing. It—it it, I guess to reiterate, it's just having the family and having that be your 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 most important thing and the the reason why you get up and go to work, the reason why you're even doing this. Mm-hmm. It really helps in shaping who do I really want to be, who do I really want cake to serve, who who is. The target is it 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 I guess it changes and I guess, even really reflecting on this a couple of days ago, just evolving how how cake or thinking about how cake has evolved since the beginning and and the messaging back then to kind of what it is now. I really think that that has evolved as I've gotten more comfortable in my, role, mm. like my entrepreneur or, or more comfortable in even teaching my daughters, you know, how beautiful their hair is and mm-hmm. how to care for it and treat it gently. And instead of, you know, when you see a pop-up or, or a blemish on your face, like attacking it with harsh uh, uh, manipulation or, or products, like instead let's, let's determine what, what your skin is trying to tell you and treat it with kindness. And it's in having those interactions with my Mm. family that has allowed me to focus more on who am I really talking to? Who, who is it that really needs this? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's a fun journey for sure.
0: Now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones.
2: So wherever you are right now, just take a moment to be. Be in your awareness. Be in your truth. Be in your wholeness. Allow yourself to show up as light, dark, and every shade of gray in between. Feeling your presence, experiencing your truth, finding your breath, and instead of directing her, listen to her. Ask her where she wants to spend more time, and spend more time there. she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day. Honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough. You are perfection and excellence personified. Anything that tells you that you're Anything else no longer serves you.
0: Thank you for guys. I hope you enjoyed the meditation. Now we're going to keep the conversation going. And so I know a lot of us have gone through the big, chop journey. I also have gone through the big chop journey. I had a relaxer and I decided at some point that I want to cut my relaxer off and I decided to cut my hair really short and make that transition. And so what made you want to create products um, in that transition instead of just cutting out the relaxer altogether?
1: I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I I have a tendency. I I call it going down rabbit holes where, you know, something intrigues me and I want to learn more and I want to, I want to, absorb more information and it was really after it was after the big chop and seeing all the forums and how everyone is now curious about how how to learn about and care for this new thing that they didn't know they didn't even know this existed before like how do I how do I treat it in a way that promotes growth and just that curiosity in and now how we treat our hair differently made me think about going forward like my skin. Well, okay, that's one thing. If I didn't know for so long that relaxers might not have been the best decision for my hair. And not to say that, you know, the choice to, to still continue to wear one now is a bad choice. But just for me, the same way we make choices on the kind of products we consume or, you know, the the types of foods that we eat or the types of cleaner that we choose when we go to the grocery store? Are we mm-hmm. choosing Glysol or are we choosing the the Dr. Dr. Murray's or whoever? Mm-hmm. I guess the idea that the relaxer was not the best choice and the mm. or there was a better choice, a chemical free choice, made me look at my skin and well, these products that I've been using, is there another option? Mm. Is there is is this the right one? And around that same time, I had recently developed eczema, and okay, well, is, is this outbreak of eczema because of these products that I've been using? Huh, let me research, and I kind of just went down a rabbit hole of consuming as much information as I could about natural products that would alleviate some of the skin issues that I had, but not even not even just limiting it to some of the issues, but just creating um, healthier skin. Mm. And that caused me to just start experimenting in my own kitchen for things for me. And then when friends would come over, they would uh, try it out and take it home. And then I'd make them more. And then they would tell someone and that I'm making some for them. And then okay, maybe this is a thing.
0: Mm, that's and then amazing. And began,
1: began thinking about it like a business in, instead of just something that's fun. So this is now something that's fun that I get to create for the benefit of other people, too. Oh, that's
0: amazing. Tell us about what are your top three uh, best-selling products?
1: Number one, for sure, is our sugar scrub. Um, that one is hard to keep in stock. Okay. <laughs> Um, but secondly, it would be the frost. Wait a minute, you
0: can't move on that fast. Tell me what the sugar scrub <laughs> is and what does it do?
1: So the sugar scrub is is literally a, a sugar exfoliator for the body um, made with sugar, coconut oil, um, vanilla essential oil, and a little bit of avocado oil. So you just grab a scoop, scrub, and, and not only do you get this nice exfoliation, leaving you with smoother skin but the because the oils kind of stay behind and linger after you rinse it off your skin is nice and moisturized and you just you just feel ready to cuddle up in a robe and chill in it Oh wow. Um, so that one is the best seller. Our number 2 is Frosting which is a really rich decadent hair and body butter. Um, the the scent of most of the products that we have is a vanilla scent. Um, partly intentional because, you know, we're called cake. How can you not smell like cake? <laughs>
0: um,
1: also, just because of the the amazing benefits of, of vanilla essential oil, it's it reduces the inflammation and just helps in improving the quality of your skin. So it's really a, a double fold. So the the frosting also has that same vanilla, but it's... No soft vanilla, but it's definitely a sweet scent. Um, and then our third is the melt, which um, is a a makeup remover and a oil cleanser. And that mm-hmm. one I say number three because so many people don't really believe in the 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 idea of oil cleansing and mm-hmm. how can oils really get my face clean, but most of the things that i've tried over the i don't say over the counter but most of the things that i've tried just on your your beauty shelves they they leave behind the mascara they leave behind my skin never feels clean with just soap and water mm. and also soap and water is just more harsh than it needs to be so because of the specific types of oil um, that are in melts, they not only pull the toxins and the impurities from your skin because of the the method in which you remove it, which is um, a steaming cloth or like a, a warm wash rag, but it pulls all of that out of your skin, it cleanses your skin and leaves behind just this nice, supple, just even thinking about it, and then it, it cleans. It
0: works. Mm. Can you tell me us more about that? Tell us how does the oil cleanser work, and why does it pull all the toxins out of your skin?
1: So, most of it is is the the castor oil. So you put enough, you have enough in the recipe, or I say we have enough in the recipe where it's effective in actually helping to balance the oil in your skin, but not harsh enough where it would dry your skin out. So the process in oil cleansing itself, not to say regardless of the oil, there are specific oils that are better. um, But even just the method of oil cleansing itself, as long as you're not using a harsh oil, is going to be effective. But it is, it's partially, again, the method where you are applying this oil specific oils that are beneficial in in removing toxins, most importantly, that castor oil. But also the steaming washcloth, which which is going to open up your pores, which is something that we don't get the benefit of when we just use a regular soap and water or a traditional Mm. cleanser. But the act of that steam opening up your pores enough to release the the dirt and the grime that would be left behind Mm. if they were closed in, in normal washing, and then massaging that away. So the washcloth, again, is like a, a light exfoliation as you're massaging the oil off of your face. Okay. So I'll say it's threefold. One is the type of oil, two is um, the steam, and three is the exfoliation with the rag that gets you cleaner skin, but also not stripped and dry.
0: Okay. Okay. So I have a question about the steamed washcloth. Like, what does that mean? Do I need like a special machine to steam it, or can I just run it under hot water?
1: No, no. So just a, a typical tiny washcloth that's a part of your your towel set. Um, now they do make um, washcloths that are specifically formulated to be gentle enough for your face, mm. but this is not something that you need to go and and purchase. Just a typical um nice quality washcloth mm-hmm. and in your bathroom sink you're going to get water that's warm enough to to be warm but not hot enough where it was scald and after you've applied the melt or really any cleansing oil to your face and you've massaged it in for a few minutes you just run um the the warm water over your washcloth allow it to get warm you know, as hot as you can take it, but again, not to not to hurt yourself. And then uh, and bring it out and allow just that warm washcloth to rest on your face for a moment or two. Mm. Breathing in deep because there is essential oil in the melt. So that'll be a moment of aromatherapy and just relaxation. And allow that washcloth to sit on your face for a, for a few moments. And as you feel it begin to cool off in circ- circular motions... You're gently um, kind of wiping off the oil as you go. Mm. So you get the exfoliation. You get the you get the whole little experience.
0: All at one. Mm-hmm. Is it really good if you are wearing makeup or is it good for other times besides if you aren't a big makeup
1: wearer? It is. It's great for both. It's. I, I do know that there are people who's, who only use Melt as a makeup cleanser which it is very effective for, um, just, I, I dare anybody to try it. Just have a full beat, eyelashes and all, like take your lashes off first. But there's just, it is, it is the best makeup remover. And I do believe that even most traditional uh, makeup removers, what makes them so effective is the oil that's in it, which helps to break down um, a lot of the the, um, the ingredients in the makeup. But it is a great makeup remover on its own, but it is also a great cleansing oil. So whether mm. you only want to use it as a makeup remover, it will do the job, but it also doubles as an oil cleanser. So you can use it either or, or for both. Mm. Mm. Either or for both, yeah, that
0: sounds really good. And then the question I would have is: after I use your oil as a cleanser, can I then moisturize with the oil? Does it make sense to add oil at the end, or did I already well, moisturize before?
1: I person and, and I think that in most cases, a skincare routine is really, it should be formulated or or created for your specific your specific <laughs> skin type and what your mm-hmm. skin needs. Um, so for me. I, after I oil cleanse, I tone with Mm -hmm. um, just so witch hazel, which does remove a little bit of that oil that was left behind with the oil. Mm -hmm. There will be some that's left behind just, just enough. Um, But because I tone afterwards, I do like to add a facial oil on top. Okay. Um, But if you do not tone or if you like the way your skin feels after, you know, without toning, then it is fine on its own. But... I will always advocate for more face oil. So.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, that's really smart.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole and bunch is, of sense. Um, uh, face oils are going to be some of the new things that we'll be adding um, this year to our product line. We're going to be adding... Well, that was about um, to be my question. <laughs> <laughs> a few different types of face oils. Um, we're going to be adding... Um, Uh, a hair and body oil and the end of this week we will be launching um some handcrafted soaps
0: oh wow so that was going to be my question is basically how do you figure out what products they add and where does it come from is it stuff you think of are your customers asking you or is it just a natural uh, projection that you have that you want to fulfill certain products
1: it's it's a little bit of all three. I do have, you know, a list of things that I think would be great additions to the product line. Um some cases it will be someone that requests a certain a certain product. Um and in some cases it will just be an idea like, "Oh my gosh, we need to do this." And it just but in most of those cases before um I launch anything, just as as in recently I sent out a survey To all of our customers thus far, kind of knowing that a face oil is something that's needed because so many people ask, okay, well, what do I do after the after the melts? And instead of, you know, pointing them to other existing products, which might be great on their own, but I still feel like there's there's still a need here. So that's one of the one of the products that's going to be next specifically or driven from the survey results that oh, customers told me were needs that they have. Like, okay, great, you're making a, a face oil. Here's some of the needs that I have and some of the the ingredients that won't work for my skin. And and it was actually surprising to me to know how many um women of color suffer from dry skin when mm. I always had the assumption that everyone had oily skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but so really all three Areas are inspirations for a new product. For you.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I'm so excited. <laughs> hey, thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at BOK grn.com. Please subscribe and comment. We love hearing from you. Until next time, buy Black and Live Green.